Welcome back to North of Shy, the Baird and Warner North Shore podcast. I'm Ian Robinson here today with Dina Listener. Hello, everyone. And Catherine Leonard. Hi there. And our topic today is going to be home sale and home close contingencies. So, Catherine, do you want to talk a little bit about what they are? Sure. I'll give it a shot. It's a uh, much misunderstood part of our purchase contract, I would say, but it's very important. Um, and the difference is as follows, and my colleagues will jump in. Um, when a buyer puts forth an offer with a home sale contingency, that is to be interpreted that not only do they need to sell their home in order to purchase the new home, but their current home is not yet under contract. If they put forth an offer to buy a home that has a home close contingency, it is interpreted that they do need to finish selling their home, their current home, but it is already under contract and they just need to close it. And you can imagine which one would have more appeal to a seller. It would be the home close contingency because the deal is almost done. I will let uh, my colleagues talk to you more about uh, how and when to fill out the contract, because I think it's tricky. It, it certainly is. And, you know, we in my office, we've seen four offers either coming in or going out with home sale contingencies, one of which actually came together in the last few weeks. I don't think we've seen four home sale contingencies on contracts in our office in the last four years, you know, since before COVID. Yeah. Um, because the market's been so hot, the sellers have not been not at all, you know, interested in accepting it. Um, so Dina, what what is your experience with home sale contingencies and home close contingencies in the past? And when what types of markets did you see them work in? Well, my experience with home close or home sale contingencies was pretty much before 2021. Um, a little bit in 2020 and uh, more so 2019 and before. Mm -hmm. I um, would encourage clients that I was working with if they did have a home to sell before writing an offer to put their home up for sale, at least privately, so they get the ball rolling on the sale of their home. Uh, admittedly, the market was very different in 2019 than it is right now. Uh, it was more of a buyer's market. And occasionally we would see houses or more often than not, we would see houses sitting on the market for three months, four months, mm -hmm. six months. So sellers were um, willing to take more contingencies to be able to sell their house so that they too could move on. So I have written... Um, uh, home sale and home close contingencies uh, quite often, but not. I have not seen many in the past two years or so. I think the nomenclature gets mixed up to begin with. Um, I think agents need to be careful about how they say what it is. Is it a home sale or a home close? And perhaps through no fault of their own, they don't know the difference, particularly recently. Um, and it's important that we clarify. So that's why we were chatting about this today. And what, what we're seeing with the offers in, in my office coming in is the agents that are receiving them, some of them in my office and some at other companies or other Baird Warner offices, mm -hmm. and the agents who are writing them, the experienced agents have kind of forgot how to use them because <laughs> it's been so many years. Sure. And the newer agents have never had a reason to use them. So in the training and stuff, they certainly were trained on how to use them, but they didn't digest it or ever use it. So it's out of sight, out of mind. 
so the, the problems that I've been seeing with these offers is number one, you have to remember that when you're filling out things like is the uh, sale of the buyer's current property, is it contingent to a mortgage contingency, sale contingency, closing contingency, you are talking about the sale of the buyer's own house. You're not talking about this contract that you're currently writing. Most of them that have come into our office have been filled out wrong. And it says, yes, contingent to sale, contingent to, but you're not talking about this contract you are actually writing now. That contingency is based on having the section 30 in the multi-board contract initialed by all parties saying that it is contingent to a sale. Mm -hmm. So you are describing the contract to buy the buyer's house when you're filling out that section. The next thing that is currently done wrong on the contract is that the dates are confused. So the first date says that it sh they shall have entered into a contract that is in full force and effect. Okay. Full force and effect means that there are no contingencies remaining. So if there's a financing contingency, if there's a home sale contingency, anything like that. We are frequently seeing it come in and say, well, they're already under contract and they went under contract May 1st. So May 1st is the date that they are in full, but that's not in full force. In fact, that contract has to go through A&I. It may have contingencies. That's so, line, just just say, that's line 406 on the uh, 7.0. That is line, section. actually line 396, if we're looking at the full force and effect. And then line 406 is when it's going to close. Right. Sorry. When, and, so, and this is in the multi-board residential real estate contract 7.0. That is correct, Dina, because this may be a contract that changes in a few months. We mm -hmm. don't, we don't yeah. know. Um, so anyways, it's important that the full force and effect date is when all of the contingencies are done on that contract. So in other words, if the mortgage contingency is the only thing outstanding and it's done, on May 27th, then May 27th should be the date that you put on there. Got right? it. And then the closing would be on line 406 would be the date that your buyers, the people that you're writing this contract for, their home is closing. And, and that can often be the same date as the home that they're purchasing as well. So it's important to note that the next thing that is frequently left off or misunderstood is the seller's right to continue to offer the real estate for sale. That is subsection C and then section one of subsection C. Buyers shall have X hours after being notified by seller that another bona fide offer has been received. This is typically negotiated to 24, 48 or 72, most common 24. So if the sellers receive, have accepted your buyer's offer and they receive another offer that is not contingent to a home sale or close, they can then notify your client and your client has that time period to decide if they are going to waive the contingency and proceed with the sale or they are going to walk away from the property. And worth noting, obviously, it may, it may be obvious, I guess, but maybe not. 24 hours would be a more beneficial time frame for the seller. Mm -hmm. 72 hours would be a more beneficial time frame for the potent, for the buyer that has this home close or home sale contingency. And it's not for us as agents to make that decision. It, it isn't, although the market pretty much dictates because mm -hmm. if, if it is very hard, like in today's market environment, it is very hard to find a seller that's willing to work with these contingencies. Um, it, so in that case, the buyer needs to make it as attractive as possible for the seller. We've even seen some buyers, maybe they put 12 hours, something like that, to, to make it as attractive as possible to try and get the seller to accept. Interesting. 
Yep. The next section that is almost always left blank that shouldn't be is subsection D of the contingency line 440 in the multi-board 7.0 contract, the, the additional earnest money. So this line is supposed to be filled out. If it's a zero, it's a zero. If it's another number, it's another number. But what, what this means is if the buyers choose to waive their contingency in that 24, 48, 72 hour time frame and proceed with the sale, they are supposed to have an additional amount of earnest money that is negotiated that comes in. And again, it depends on the market condition. You know, when we were doing home sale conditions in the market crash where the inventory was very, very high and people were desperate to get homes, a lot of sellers were like, I don't care, you know, just zero is fine. But in today's world where it's hard to get them to accept this, you may want to give them a substantial additional amount mm -hmm. with the buyer knowing that if they walk away, they don't have to bring that amount in. But if they choose to waive the contingency, they're going to put that additional earnest money down to show their good faith to proceed with the sale. Has, is everybody's head, head spinning yet? Um, but this is worth talking about because um, these may continue to make a bit of a comeback. It, it seems like at least in our office last couple of weeks, we've started seeing them again. But as market conditions change and as you know, the inventory we're seeing, it's starting to creep up a little bit. It's still very, very low inventory, uh, but we are seeing it start to creep up a little bit. And eventually we will get back to a more equilibrium and then slip the other way towards a buyer's market where these, these contingencies will be used. And it has been so long since our agents have even seen these on the offers coming in mm -hmm. or written them that it's a good time to remind them. Yeah, it's good to yeah. bring it up. It is absolutely good to bring it up. And it's important to that uh, a potential buyer, if you are a potential buyer or if you're working with a potential buyer that may have a home to sell, as mentioned in a previous podcast, it's very important to have your house on the market and ready to go, even if it's privately listed, showing when, when you're filling out any sort of home sale contingency, while there is a, um, a line item in this contract that discusses whether you're going to put your house for sale or it is for sale, obviously it goes without say that if you are already on the market, that is a stronger, um, it's a stronger offer than had you Absolutely. not had your house for sale yet. So um, it's there's a line in here for you to fill out about whether it is for sale, whether you're going to put it for sale, or for some reason that you're not going to put it up for sale at all, which I really don't understand that line. Do either of you have no. any insight into that line? Well, we, we, I've seen in my career of 20 some years, I've seen somebody put that on the contract. I have no intention to list my property for sale, <laughs> but they wanted a home sale contingency. And of course that did not go anywhere. You know, right. It was my listing and we got yeah. it, it did not go anywhere. Um, I think it's important for buyer's agents to realize in these situations too, that you have to really do a job of trying to convince that listing agent that your buyer is qualified. So don't just send them the offer and wait for them to respond. Call them, talk to them about your buyers. If it's not under contract, send them a CMA for why the price is justified. Maybe your buyer or the buyer's attorney could also draft a rider. Obviously, we can't because we're not attorneys by law. But the buyer or their buyer's attorney could draft a rider saying that, you know, after two weeks, we agreed to reduce our price to this amount after four weeks mm -hmm. to this amount to show them that if it's not selling, we have a strategy to help them be comfortable accepting the offer. So definitely send them the CMA, consider having the buyer or their attorney do something like that. And if it is under contract, 
send them a redacted copy of the contract showing them so they can see exactly what contingencies are there, what are the dates, what is the price, all of that information, just redact the buyer's names or anything that's confidential so that that agent and that listing agent and that seller can have a comfort level that this is a real contract, it's actually under contract, it looks solid, these are the dates and everything that's going on in the contract. I think that's great advice. And I also think it's uh, something to think about too, as the seller's agent, if you're receiving a contract with a home sale or home close contingency, is you have to do your due diligence too on behalf of your seller. So take a moment, if the house is listed, look it up on the MLS and do a little bit of homework. As the buyer's agent, you may make it a little bit easier if you're including a CMA, mm -hmm. um, but to just out outright decline that because there is a home sale or home close contingency could be doing your uh, or encouraging your seller to outright decline it could be doing your seller a disservice. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I could I could envision a point where maybe there's someone with a home sale contingency that's going to be an all cash buyer when their house closes. Mm -hmm. And when you're comparing that to maybe a buyer that has a mortgage, which one is more likely to go through the mortgage for that particular buyer? So you're going to need to research with the loan officer that's doing the mortgage, make sure that everybody's comfortable with that. And also look at what is the status of the contract that's, you know, for the home close contingency. And, you know, which one do you think is going to be more likely to be able to go through with the sale at the end of the day? And I would like to wrap this up by saying any of you listeners who have a buyer or a seller who thinks they can go it alone, why don't you play them this podcast? Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, as a side note, uh, somewhat related, but also partially unrelated is if you do have an offer come in and you're working with a seller and there is a mortgage contingency, it's always good to check with the lender to see if there is a home sale contingency that maybe you don't know about, because sometimes people sneak those in. You bet. Absolutely. And they're not supposed to by the terms of the contract, but they still try. Correct. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, that was a great discussion, everyone. So uh, thank you for joining us again on North Shy, the Bear Moore North Shore podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you.